0: hi i'm jim stroud and this is my podcast Hmm. would you work for a machine some people are working for a machine right now although they may not be aware of it could you be one of them I discuss humans and machines working together and its effect on the future of work right after this message. I have a question for talent acquisition managers. How many jobs do you advertise a year? 100, 500, 10,000, or more? If so, let me give you a tip on how to maximize your job advertising budget. And that tip, well, is Click IQ. ClickIQ's automated job advertising platform manages, tracks, and optimizes the performance of your job advertising in real time, focusing your money where it's needed most to reach both active and passive job seekers across Indeed, Google, Facebook, Instagram, and an extensive network of job boards. Talent Acquisition Managers. If you want to make sure you are getting the most value out of your job advertising budget, I highly suggest you check out ClickIQ online at www.clickiq.us. That's www.clickiq.us. Or you can email me directly. My email is jimclickiq.us. That's right. I was so impressed by the technology behind ClickIQ that I joined the company. I think you will be impressed as well. Again, on the web, www.clickiq.us or email me directly, jim at clickiq.us. You'll be glad you did. Do you know what algorithmic management is? According to the Data and Society Research Institute, algorithmic management is a diverse set of technological tools and techniques to remotely manage workforces, relying on data collection and surveillance of workers to enable automated or semi-automated decision-making. Translation, instead of working for the man, you are working for the machine. Services like Uber and Lyft exert what some call continuous soft surveillance through data collection of drivers' behaviors, which is fed into automated performance reports. While drivers have the freedom to log in or log out of work at will, once they're online, their activities on the platform are heavily monitored. For instance, Drivers' movements are tracked using GPS location and other behaviors such as acceleration, working hours, and braking habits are monitored through their phones. All of that data is not only used to evaluate drivers but also to influence their behavior. For example, Uber's search pricing system at certain times, in certain locations, both riders and drivers receive notification that rides would be provided at higher rates, thus nudging more drivers to be available in a high-demand location. Such a system reveals how algorithms can cause disaggregated workforces, uh, supposedly independent and flexible, to behave in ways that are good for the company as a whole. In 2016, UPS drivers began receiving driving directives from Orion, which stands for On-Road Integrated Optimization and Navigation. This is an algorithm developed internally by UPS to optimize delivery routes by finding the most time and cost-effective trip routes for a delivery. The company claims the algorithm has reduced unnecessary delivery truck travel by 100 million miles annually. Percolata is a company that installs sensors in shops that measure the volume and type of customers flowing in and out, combines that with data on the amount of sales per employee and calculates what it it describes as the true productivity of a shop worker, a measure it calls shopper yield, or sales divided by traffic. Percolata then gives management a list of employees ranked (laughs) from lowest to highest by shopper yield. Its algorithm builds profiles on each employee. Things like, when do they perform well? When do they perform badly? It learns whether some people do better when paired with certain colleagues and worse when paired with others. It uses weather, online traffic, and other signals to forecast customer traffic in advance. Then it creates a schedule with the optimal mix of workers to maximize sales for every 15 minute slot of the day. Managers press a button and the schedule publishes to employees' personal smartphones. People with the highest shopper yields are usually given more hours. There has been a lot of concern about robots taking jobs away. If you were to do a search engine search on robots versus whatever your job title is, no doubt, you would see lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of articles detailing how the machines were taking over, stealing jobs away, and basically destroying life as we know it. With respect, any and all alarms of progress will not stymie progress. In an earlier century, people protested the steam engine, the cotton gin, the spinning Jenny, because these cutting edge technologies of the time threatened the way of life of so many people. Long story short, civilization advanced, and spoiler alert, it will continue to do so. And with the case of robots and automation, well, that's not a bad thing. Consider this. Daniela Roos, who is the director of MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Lab, She was speaking at a conference uh, recently on the future of work and she had this to say.
1: Machines can actually make a difference to any field where there is a lot of data. And in particular, medicine is a super great uh, example. So let's take medicine um, as as an example. And I like to focus on uh, radiology because machines today can read more radiology scans in a day than a radiologist will see in a lifetime. And in a recent study, machines and doctors were asked to um, look at radiology scans of lymph nodes and classify them cancer or not cancer. The error of the human was 3.5%, the error of the machine was 7.5%, but working together, uh, the machine and the human had an error of 0.5% because humans can do some things better than machines, and machines can do something better than humans. When you put it all together, everyone wins.
0: And this from CNN Business. Unbabble, a Lisbon-based startup, combines AI technology with human expertise to perfect language translation.
1: Here's a clip. The solutions that you had until now is, on one hand, machine translation, so Google Translate, which serves a purpose, but um, the quality is not there. On the other hand, you have professional translators, which are focused on kind of the high-end market, but there's not nearly enough to enable this kind of seamless communication. And so we started thinking, well, what if we combine both? Right? What if we took what's the best thing of technology and what's the best things of humans and just you know, used humans to improve what we get out of machine
0: translation engines? And one more, this time from CNBC. They interviewed Tom Dorse of LiquidNet, who says artificial intelligence should be seen as a tool for human decision makers in investments and should not be seen as an automated process.
1: The AI component, I'm not quite sure how that, uh, how that fits quite in. Yeah. Uh, is that on the active side or does that work itself under the robo side? I think the industry is trying to figure out how these new technologies can be applied to uh, the investment process in mm-hmm. general. What our point of view is that it's more about being RoboCop rather than Terminator, it's about <gasps> augmenting rather mm-hmm. than replacing, right? right? So, what we find is a successful application of artificial intelligence is to find anomalies in the market and then hand it over to the human individual to judge what is happening in that situation. So we can augment intelligence, make you more effective, have your focus be more intelligently applied to unfolding situations. Not dissimilar to what new services
0: do. So, should we all relax about the machines taking over the workplace and just get used to it? Well, yes. As long as human beings are part of the process. The moment you remove people from the decision-making process and put your trust solely in machines and algorithms, then you have legitimate cause to be concerned about the future of work. At least, I think so. What do you think? Leave a comment. I want to know. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track.